Your hour of Thrive Time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. The Jay Mamie Talk Show. Welcome, everyone, once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. My name is Jay Mamie, and I am thankful that you are joining us today, this Sunday morning. I want to remind you that our Sunday morning shows every Sunday at 11 a.m. Central are designed to give you reason to feel excited, to be excited about the possibilities of thriving, and today's show is going to be no different. So if you are hearing this show live today or if you're catching it as a recording, I want to promise you today's going to be a fantastic show. But I want to welcome those of you that are visiting Hearing the show for the first time, I appreciate your commitment to join us today, whether you've heard the show through word of mouth, which seems to be now what is happening, and that is fantastic, by the way. Keep it going. Uh, By word of mouth, then I I thank you for coming, and I hope that you will also share the word of mouth goodness to others as you find our show to be very intriguing and fascinating and, and, quite frankly, addicting. And those of you that continue to return uh, to our show uh, as a listener, let me thank you for continuing to support the program. I really appreciate you and and all of that uh, and all that you do in terms of giving me feedback of how the show is making an impact in your life. By the way, today's show will not fall short of that, as I can promise you. Our content today is going to be one that you will implement immediately as we continue this theme of making the right adjustments in order to thrive in 2021, which draws closer every single day. Now, you don't throw the towel in on 2020, but uh, I know many of you are are just uh, counting down the days for 2021. So if you are, then what you do today and what you continue to do these next few weeks will determine how great 2021 is. Well, today's show is going to help you get there. I'm excited about our two guests today. They're, they they are the uh, the epitome of what needs to happen in terms of not only you and the way you think, but also in financially also, if you're going to thrive in 2021. Dr. Dennis Kimbrough will be joining us today, and I'm going to leave all of the uh, credibility pieces and all of the, the accolades for when I give him his official introduction. But boy, Don, Dr. Dennis Kimbrough is a world-renowned uh, speaker and business coach and author and so on and so forth. And we'll get into that in a little bit. And we also have Sean Lane, who will be speaking with us today. He's a credit expert. and He'll be talking about the importance of making sure your credit is pristine. He'll be on the show a little bit later. But I want to remind you before we launch into our show that we've got our archive section at our show site, the jmamietalkshow.com, and that's where you'll have a chance to find all of our previous episodes. We are now steamrolling into our fourth month of programming, and uh, week after week, it just gets better and better. I want to encourage you also to check out our business directory section. We're going to find some fantastic people there that are doing fantastic things. And you should give them a shot because they are supporters of this show. In addition to on the site, you're going to find all the upcoming guests and all the things that we're doing coming up that are uh, rounding that will round out the rest of the year. So go back to the site and check it out. And also make sure you visit my personal site, djmamie.com. I've got a bunch of great stuff on there. I've got blogs. I've got books. I've got uh, videos. I've got all sorts of stuff to help you thrive, not only now, but in the future. I want to read a question, though, that one of our listeners uh, sent me not too long ago 
A lot of you uh, now are becoming familiar with the fact that I do take questions, whether you're emailing them to me, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or however you're reaching out to me in terms of questions. I do read them. There are a bunch of them. I cherry pick the ones that I think would be the most relevant. And here's another example of one that I think could help anybody. So Fran W. from Chicago, Fran from Chicago sends me a question that says, how do you stay focused and upbeat on creating positive change when your surroundings are not conducive or supportive to what you're trying to achieve. Sounds like she's in a difficult spot trying to make changes, trying to create what change demands. By the way, her question relates to our second show, our second episode, which was called What Change Demands. If you've not had a chance to go to listen to that episode, let me encourage you. It's the second episode of our programming. It's a fantastic episode about what change demands. But her question, I believe, is one that lots of people struggle with, especially if you are looking to do something different, if you are looking to make some positive changes in your life, but your surroundings, whether it's it's your employment surroundings, whether it's your family or friend surroundings, uh, or, 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 I mean, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You have people that are around you or an environment that's around you that is, quite frankly, negative and is getting in your way of what you're trying to do. They just don't get it. The environment is toxic. The people around you are toxic. So, Fran, let me answer this question to you quite honestly, in a very honest way. Number one, you got to put everybody on notice. You've got to put everybody on notice that you are on a mission to create change. If you don't let them know that, then they cannot support you. And in fact, most people will look at you as being strange, weird. Why is this person looking to do something different? Most people don't recognize or appreciate change when they see it happening uh, because it's not something they personally are willing to accept for themselves. So you got to put everybody on notice. Number two, you've got to go about your business. Go about your business. Whatever you have that you've intended to create as term in terms of a, a, a change of habits or change of, of thoughts, whatever it is that you're pursuing to change in your life, go about your business regardless who supports you or not. And the third thing is, most importantly, don't give up and don't give in and don't let it get away. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't let it get away. Whatever that change that you're pursuing, it could be a health change. Uh, don't give up. Don't give in and don't let it get away. Fran, I hope that helps. Guys, our theme of the show today has a lot to do with somewhat with what Fran asked as a question. But our theme today, it's about preparation. If you're going to thrive in 2020, then let's get real. And in the new decade, by the way, let's get real about how well your preparation will need to be. How well you prepare will determine where you arrive. That's our theme today. How well you prepare will determine where you arrive. In other words, your preparation predicts your destination. Let me say that again. Your preparation predicts your destination. Before I dive into this, I just want to take a second here, and I want to just give a, a personal tribute. You know, last uh, about a week and a half ago, we lost what I think was one of the greatest guitarists in the world and of all time. Eddie Van Halen passed away uh, about a week and a half ago, and he was a personal idol of mine. I remember going to college, actually in high school. When I was in high school. Uh, I became in, in just just uh, in awe of his ability to play guitar, so much so that I took up guitar myself. Obviously, I, I didn't follow through. I didn't practice enough, and I didn't prepare enough, but I had fun playing with it. But he was the one that inspired me 
to really get out there and give that uh, uh, give that instrument a shot. And today, today I, I am such a a fan favorite of of that m- instrument that I just love all of the 80s and 90s guitar players of the time, Eddie Van Halen, Stevie Vai, and certainly Joe Satriani, just to name a few. But Eddie Van Halen, by far, is one of the greatest guitar players of all time, and I just want to pay personal tribute to him. I, he's made an impact not only in the lives of so many, but also myself. And And the reason I want to use Eddie as a chance to really segue into the preparation to, to this talk about preparing is because many people don't know his story. He came up. He's actually the child, him and his brother Alex, who's the drummer of Van Halen, they uh, grew up uh, to parents, uh, uh, mixed parents. Uh, One was Dutch, one was Indonesia, and they grew up in the Netherlands. And back in those days, uh, he had it rough. He he was, believe it or not, he was a product of racism. So so much so that their parents decided to move to the U.S. and came here with nothing and settled into a a multifamily home. And that's where he still faced racism back in the 60s. Uh, it was just a tough upbringing, but uh, what his escape was playing. His father was a, mu- a musician, so he f- sort of had that that bug of playing a musical instrument, him and his brother. But they would prepare and prepare and play and play and play with the hopes of one day being able to make it, and they did. And boy, did he make it big, big time. So taking a page out of that, let me talk about preparation and the importance of it. As I said earlier, your preparation predicts your destination. How well you prepare is going to determine where you arrive. So if the key to arriving at a desired destination, by the way, a destination that serves you, serves your family, serves your business, serves your uh, academic, serves your community. If the key is in how well you prepare, then the preparation has to be diligent, strategic, well thought out, and more importantly, most importantly, well executed. Uh, let, let me give it to you straight. You cannot wing your way to success. Let me just make that to you cannot wing your way to success. Thriving does not live on the same street as haphazard and sloppy. <laughs> I mean, you cannot shortchange your prep time. Otherwise, you'll fall short of where you wanted to arrive. Let me explain something to you. I've met some of the most polished, informed, educated, sound people that you could ever meet, yet they are living below their potential and experiencing a life, a far cry from what they have been working so hard for. Far cry. You know why? They don't invest quality time and energy into their preparation. So how do you prepare in order to arrive at a place that you're proud of, a place that you are excited about? How do you prepare? You prepare with intention. You prepare with intention. You go about doing it in a way that has meaning, it has structure, it has accountability, and and most importantly, it has an end in mind. Preparation cannot be an afterthought or something you cram like cramming for a last-minute test. It takes thought, it takes intention, And most importantly, as I said, it also takes you being committed with an end result that will serve you. That being said, you must know why you're preparing. You must have a picture of where you'd like to go because that will motivate your preparation. Preparation will always be an indication 
of how well you arrive, where you arrive. And by the way, it'll be a great indication of how well you perform. So don't shortchange your preparation. If you are bent and intent on thriving. Guys, our guest, when when we come back, he's no stranger to preparation. That's probably his middle name. (laughs) Dr. Dennis Kimbrough is going to join us, and he's got a word or two to say about preparation and the importance of that. And I can't think of a better person to expound on that concept than Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. He'll be back after the break. Having a hard time finding commercial funding? Is this challenge stalling your business goals and dreams? Well, at JRF Financial, they specialize in getting your commercial funding challenges resolved because they work with the largest SBA lender in the country. They work with over 33 different types of alternative lending and can fund anything from equipment to real estate. Don't let funding challenges stop you. Call Justin Fry at 678-506-7567 or visit them at jrffinancial.com. Hey friends, this is Jay Mamie from the Jay Mamie Talk Show, and I'm a big believer and supporter of small businesses. That's why me and my wife, we love our beneficent candles. They make beautiful handmade candles that smell incredible and use safe, high quality ingredients. You can feel good about their candles because every beneficent purchase supports cancer research. So visit beneficent.com. That's B-E-N-E-F-I-S-C-E-N-T.com to get your favorite candle. Use code J10 for 10% off your order and show support support for small business. Hear this. KLIF News and Information. While you're here. I've been talking about this. Hear this. Fox News Talk live coverage. While working here. We're going to get through this and we'll get through it together. Whether you start your day the KLIF way or stay in the know with Fox News Radio, TuneIn has the local and national news you want to hear. Wherever you are, whatever you want to hear, hear, hear. Download TuneIn from your app store. Listen for free. Tune in. Considering replacement windows for your home but aren't sure which company to use? Go with the pros at Pro Home Windows. Pro Home Windows offers direct from the factory pricing and uses their own certified in-house installers to offer you the best price guarantee. In fact, Pro Home Windows will beat any written offer for the same window or pay you $1,000. Take the guesswork out of replacing the windows in your home. Go with the pros at Pro Home Windows. Schedule an appointment today at ProHomeWindows.com. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. This is Jay Mamie, and I'm so excited to introduce to you our featured guest today. You know, in our last segment, we talked about the importance of preparation, how preparation predicts destination, and how well you prepare will determine where you arrive. And there's someone who can certainly speak to that in, in such a great way, and that's why I'm excited that today's show is focusing on that because Dennis Kimbrough, Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, someone who has spent his whole life preparing for the moment that he's in now, and he shares that message with the world. But you need to know a little bit, a bit about uh, Dennis before we begin. Dennis is a best-selling author of five books the writing partner and master trainer for the prestigious Napoleon Hill Foundation. And he's also one of the faculty at the Clark Atlanta University School of Business Administration. He's also the recipient of the Dale Carnegie Personal Achievement Award, which is no small feat, my friends. He's also recognized as one of the top professors in the nation. A lot of you guys know I'm big on education. Uh, and he is one of the top professors in the nation. So it is my honor and thrill to introduce you guys uh, to the incredible Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. Dr. Dennis, welcome to the show. 
Hey, thanks for having me. You could have anybody on your show, and you got me. I am honored, my brother. All right. I appreciate you being on the show. We've got a lot to cover, man. We've got a lot to unwrap here. But before we get started, Dennis, you've got a very interesting story because uh, it, it wasn't easy where to, to sort of grow up uh, and experience what, you, uh, what you've experienced and then still have the ability to thrive as you're doing now. So it's important to get our listeners up to speed on you, a little bit of your history. Could you do that for us? Oh, without a doubt. Born and raised in New Jersey um, and, uh, you know, had the, you, your basic family in the 1950s and everything, mother and father, everybody was doing well, so I was blessed. Um, my father worked for the federal government. My mother was a nanny. My mother had a seventh grade education. And my, you mentioned education. My parents were huge sticklers on education. But one thing changed when me and I, I have an older brother who made his transition four years ago. But when we were small, we couldn't watch TV on school nights. And I'm, I'm going to give my age right now because I remember when TV was invented in 1948 and in 1957, you know, almost 10 years later, a decade later, my father buys our first television set. So we couldn't watch TV on school nights. And um, my father made one exception to one show that came on once a week for 30 minutes, you know, and he sat me and my brother down and we had to watch the show. And after we watched the show, he would quiz us. And the name of the show was Biography. And it came back to mind, I'm watching the presidential debates and um, Mike Wallace was the host of Biography at the time, and now his son was hosting the debates, and I shared the story. And there were no black profiles back then. I remember seeing a profile of Winston Churchill, Teddy Roosevelt, Babe Ruth, and the like. And my father didn't care about that. After we saw that show was on for 30 minutes once a week, he would quiz us. He says, now, what did they do? Did they do anything spectacular? What was their goal? What was their dream? Do you have a dream? Are you going to do anything spectacular with your life? And blah, blah, blah. And little did I know, those were the seeds that were planted in my life when I was barely 10 years old. Mm. So, um, you know, you fast forward the videotape, undergrad, University of Oklahoma, and um, back then in the early 70s, it was no big thing. I mean, you know, so me and my, many of me, me and many of my frat brothers, you know, we got married our senior year in college and from there, you know, grad school and the like. And when I went to Northwestern University on my dissertation. Now, here I am. I'm in the final stages of writing my dissertation. And then another mile marker, another profound, I guess, impact was placed in my life. One of my committee chairmen, actually my committee chairman, said to me, said, Dennis, when you're writing your dissertation, don't write, you know, don't view this as a requirement, you know, for you to fulfill the degree to get your doctorate. View this as your first book. Mm. And so I was writing Wealth and Poverty. I was studying Wealth and Poverty among underdeveloped countries and blah, 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 this, that, and the other. And then right after the degree was conferred, I turned to my wife and I said, I know my first book. And she said, what is it? And I said, well, you know how I studied Wealth and Poverty? And she said, yeah, I don't want to study poverty. I only want to study wealth. And you know how I studied underdeveloped nation states? She said, yeah. I don't want to do that. I want to study individuals. So I went from the macro level down to the micro level, and she asked me, she said, well, how long will this book take? And my 
naive mind, I said, not a day past 18 months, a year and a half, seven years later. (laughs) I know, but the fact of the matter is I got started, and the first thing I did, Jay, I sat down, pulled out a legal sheet of paper, and I wrote 50 names on that sheet. I did an off-the-wall content analysis, and these were folks who – now you you got to go. You're going back right now to the, you know the early early 1980s, and there was no social media. There was no media period at the level that it is now. So folks who I thought were doing great things economically, and even you know not so much economically, but maybe political economically and this that and everything, I wrote their name down. And after I got through you know with that list, I wrote 50 more and 50 more and this that and everything. And before. I knew it. I didn't even know it at the time. I was standing in a pool of liquid gold if I could just go ahead and finish this book. So seven years later, there it is. Um, I was in year two to three. My first book was going to be What Makes the Great Great. And between year two and three on that book, I had so many folks asking for articles and interviews, and and the book wasn't nearly finished, but word got around, oh, man, he's writing a book, blah, blah, blah. And so Success Magazine contacted me. They wanted me to write a series of articles, and I wrote three, and one of those articles made it to the desk of W. Clement Stone, and then that was another mile marker in my life. He called me up. I didn't call him. How he got my number, I'll never know, but he called me up. And he said, young man, when can you come to Chicago? I would like to meet you. Two weeks later, me and my wife bummed the money for airplane tickets, lodging, rent a car. We go up there. didn't have the slightest thing that he had in mind. And that's when he gave me the challenge, finish, update, Napoleon Hill's book. So that's my life story in about five minutes or less. And that's how everything came together. One divine intervention mm-hmm. after another. Well, it's interesting because divine intervention always plays a major role in the future that you are given an opportunity to live and to experience. And uh, that's actually our story in a sense. I, Clifton uh, Johnson, who's uh, a mutual friend of ours, uh, had actually uh, sort of virtually introduced me to you. And that's how I was turned on into your message and and just listening into listening to a, a ton of your messages and what you've done, and it's very difficult uh, to find uh, to go on social media today and not find a clip of Dennis speaking somewhere. I mean, the resume of uh, of your clients is the who's who of General Motors, Walt Disney, uh, Ohio State Buckeye football team, the Kansas City Royals baseball team. You've been on CNN, the Larry King Show. You know what it takes to be prepared for success. And, and I, I want you to spend a few minutes, if you could share, based on your massive experience and all of the talks that you've given, the importance of being prepared if you plan on being successful. Well, it's a part of your why. You've got to develop a why. And I guess Steve Jobs said it best when he, you know, he gave four reasons why to be in business. And the backflap story of Steve Jobs at one time, he was the youngest billionaire on the Forbes bill, you know, uh, Forbes magazine billionaires list. And he said, you know, I get sick and tired as I crisscross this country. The first question people ask me, Steve, how does it feel to be the youngest billionaire, blah, blah, blah. Then he said, I didn't do this for the money. I just did this because I wanted to produce insanely productive products that people enjoy. 
So that's your why. And you go back to Richard Branson. I mean, Richard Branson, more than a couple of years ago, gave up the day-to-day operations of Branson Enterprises, and he was passing the baton on to his children. And when he made the announcement, Wall Street just walked up to him, a journalist walked up to him and says, Mr. Branson, now that you're no longer running the day-to-day affairs of your companies, what do you want to be known for? What's going to be your legacy? How do you want to be judged? And Branson replied, you know, I'm not big in the judging, but if you have to judge me, don't judge me by anything I built here at Virgin Atlantic Music or Virgin Airlines or the like. If you've got to judge me, judge me by the character, the quality, and the integrity of my children. Mm. Now, those are two examples of a why, and neither had to do with money. And the same thing with me. If you're going to be prepared, what is your why? And it can't be money because money will not sustain you. So what was my why? Okay, I tell people all the time, I did not get in this business to speak. Now, I'm grateful, and I'm honored, and I'm extremely humbled that somebody would bring me in to speak, but that wasn't the end game. The end game was to write this book. You know, I didn't say, oh, man, I'm going to be a multimillionaire, man. I go ahead and send this. No, it wasn't that at all. You know, your most prolific scholar is W.B. Du Bois, and one of his quotes that I love is when, you know, um, the boy said, paideia, paideia, always paideia. Well, what the hell is paideia? That's the Greek term for knowledge, mm. for inquisition, for learning, for understanding. And, you know, like the boy said, nothing comes before knowledge. There are 10 different forms of wealth or 10 different forms of leverage, whatever you want to use. And number one, the number one form of wealth, the number one form of wealth is knowledge. Now, my business students ask me all the time, Dustin Kimbrough, how can be knowledge be more important than money? Because, the, you know, the pocketbook can't grow till the mind grows. Mm. And Du Bois said the same thing. A man, a woman who won't control his or her finances won't control anything else. When he mentions anything else, if you don't care about the money in your pocket, what do you care about black-on-black crime? What do you care about teen dropout rates in your community? What do you care about a number of these issues that's more important than that? So you've got to be prepared, and you've got to have a hunger. And, you know, when you talk about hunger, okay, so you look at all the people that we were enamored with. We look at all the people that we're inspired by. We look at all the people that we emulate. Well, at one point in their time, they were ridiculed. They were, you know, the cynics, the doubters, the unbelievers. They, they were laughed. They were scoffed at. Well, they were hungry to reach the goal and objective. And then the difference between folks who are iconic, like a LeBron James, like a Michael Jordan, like a Beyonce, like a Jay-Z, those who are iconic, yeah, initially they were hungry, and then after they reached that pinnacle, and after they reached that goal, they maintained that hunger. Or 95%, yeah, you can be hungry and reach your goal after you reach your goal. You just sit back, you take a break, you grab a beer, you sit down, you relax, and then time marches on. No, maintain that hunger. And when you maintain that hunger, that produces dominance. Staying hungry is a major part of, yep. of how long you will sustain the focus and the intensity that it takes to be prepared. I think Without if, it, right? I mean, you, you could have, you could start off with all the right intentions of, of being focused, being intent, a great plan to execute, and all of it, right? And we've all seen that. We've seen people who get off to a great start. They get it all lined up. I mean, they've, they're, they've uh, aligned all their ducks in order, but they lack that hunger factor. They lack mm-hmm. it, and they fall short. They fall short. Dr. Kimber, when we come back after the break, 
I, I want to ask you two questions. One, I want to ask you, where do you see, we know what it takes in order to, to be uh, diligent in your preparation, but where have you seen people fail? Even if they are prepared, uh, where do you see that people fail? Because I know some people are probably asking, that's great, I'm prepared, I'm hungry, but I'm still not achieving my dreams. Where do you see people fail? And then I want to talk a little bit more about this great book that you wrote that is also changing lives. You wrote it's a bestseller, The Wealth Choice, Success Secrets of Black Millionaires. I want to talk a little bit about that as well when we come back after the break. Got it. <laughs> Folks, we'll be right back after the break. When's the last time you shopped your auto insurance? My name's Thomas Gartside, and my sister... Diane Fitz. We own a family agency in Frisco, Texas for Goosehead Insurance, and we're able to shop the marketplace for you. With over 25 different carriers to get you the best quality and the best price possible. I just saved somebody over $2,000, and my brother... Just saved someone over $2,400 on just their auto. Let us shop it for you. Call us at 214-935-9625. Are you ready to buy a home but have been turned down from another lender or just don't know where to begin? Don't give up on your dream. Your local Texas team at Angel Oak Home Loans may have the perfect solution for you. They offer traditional loans and a portfolio suite of products to help customers with financing needs. Contact your Angel Oak Home Loans Texas team today. Visit DonnieWalton.com or call them 214-280-5716. Not a commitment to lend. All loans are subject to credit approval. NMLS 685842, Equal Housing Lender. Wellborn Garage Doors does same-day repair. Same-day repair. No, Chase, you read the next line here. Oh, that's right. Wellborn fixes your garage door. Same day you call. Same day, day, day. No, no, we don't need the echo thing. Oh, just tell them Wellborn Garage Doors does same day repair. Right. Same day repair from Wellborn Garage Doors. We don't need to sing it. This is fun. Call Wellborn online at wellborngaragedoors.com. I'm Jonathan Greenhut, the CEO of Plexiderm. And if you've ever contemplated plastic surgery for wrinkles on your face but decided against it, then I'd like you to try a temporary solution for only $14.95 that helps to shrink the appearance of under-eye bags, wrinkles, and fine lines on your face for up to 10 hours. It's called Plexiderm. Plexiderm is a clinically studied simple serum that works in minutes to tighten and smooth wrinkles and fine lines on your face. So if you want to see how you look with smoother, more useful, youthful looking skin, try Plexiderm for only $14.95. And in 10 minutes, you'll understand why Hollywood actors and people just like you fall in love with how they look with Plexiderm. Try it today for only $14.95. Plus, get free shipping. Visit tryplx.com. That's tryplx.com. Or call 1-800-731-5998. That's 1-800-731-5998. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show, everyone. We are in our second segment listening to the brilliant Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. Doctor, one of the things we left off on our prior segment was how people could still seemingly do everything right. They prepare with intention. They're hungry. And they do all these things. And I've met tons of people like this in my 35 careers of being an entrepreneur and coaching people as well. And you probably met 10 times more folks like that where there's something still missing. Something is still missing where they that causes them to fall short of that success that they are pursuing. In your experience, what, what do you think is that missing ingredient that is, is so prevalent that people miss it? 
Well, I mean, that's a part of entrepreneurship. You answered your own question. And what is entrepreneurship? Entrepreneurship is a roller coaster. There's highs and lows, there's fast and slows. And people ask, well, when does the roller coaster end? Well, the roller coaster never ends until you get off the roller coaster, until you get off the ride. So that's entrepreneurship. If you can't see yourself within a 20-year window, I mean, don't pursue that opportunity. You know, the one thing that they teach at Harvard Business School is they say, you know, you're going to go ahead and launch a business. Make sure you got a market cap in excess of a, of $100 million. And why do they want you to go after the big dreams? Because the same energy it's going to take to get that rocket ship off, you know, the ground, you know, uh, 100 feet into the air. It's going to take that same energy to get it off the ground one inch. So if you're going to do it, do it right. Now, as I try to elaborate on what makes the great great, in terms of pursuing your goals and dreams, whatever it is, and I want to take the opportunity. I'm not one of these individuals that everybody's got to be an entrepreneur. Everybody's got to be a millionaire. Everybody, No. I mean, this whole thing with success is a six-pointed star. You can judge where you are in life by the various points of the star that you've incorporated in your life. So what is my definition of success? It's the same definition used of Earl Nightingale. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy goal and ideal. That's all it is. Is Now, in our materialistic, capitalistic economy, we always place a dollar figure on that, and you can't do that. Because I interview countless successful people who, you know, you pass on the street and you would never know it. I mean, folks who just wanted their particular dream, their particular vision versus billionaires who I, I interviewed and the like. But to answer your question, and be specifically, when you talk about failure, failure is not failure until it's accepted. Success is a statistical event. That's all it is. I tell my students all the time, why am I Dr. Kimbrough? Am I Dr. Kimbrough because I'm smarter than you? Hell no. I'm Dr. Kimbrough because I got more college hours than you have. You get the same number of college hours I have, and you will be doctor whoever. So it is a statistical event. That's all it is. But when you look at the pecking order, chasing your dream, and you are smacked in your mouth, and you get your hands baked, and you are knocked to your knees, that's one of the factors of success. You know, that's the third fact. Number one is driven. All right, if you're going to be successful, number one, you've got to be driven. Just like Steve Harvey said. Steve Harvey spoke in my class, and I got a chance to interview him a couple of times at his radio station and the like. What did he tell my students? He said, what are you called to do? He says, a career is what you're paid for, but a calling is what you're made for. If I asked you, Jay, what you do for a living, would you tell me it's a job? Would you tell me it's work? Would you tell me it's employment? Would you tell me it's a slave? Would you tell me it's a nine-to-five? Well, hopefully, and I pray that you would tell me it's a mission. Because if you told me that it's a mission, that you are on mission, that obviates the fact that you're going to have two qualities. You're going to have passion, and you're going to have conviction. Now, why is that critically important? Because the passionate, convicted mind can never, can never be defeated. The passionate, convicted mind can't be defeated, brother. Because if it could be defeated, there would be no Steve Jobs, there would be no Bill Gates, there would be no Oprah Winfrey, there would be no Bob Johnson, there would be no, you know, Robert Smith. But number three is, when you look at these folks that we, you know, aspire to be and whatever, they didn't have an easy path. Mm. They didn't have an easy path. And what do I mean by easy path? You know, come on, man. That obviates the fact that, you know, you've got to think outside the box. You will either change 
or you'll be changed by change. You will either change or you will be changed by change. Now, I don't care if you're a corporate climber or I don't care if you're an entrepreneur. If you're an entrepreneur, there's two businesses that you run. If you're a corporate climber, there's two jobs that you're, you know, you've got duties and responsibilities for. And what are the two businesses every entrepreneur runs? The business that you're in now and the business that will be in five years. Now, you just think about the pandemic. Prior to the pandemic, I mean, the economy was buzzing. You had entrepreneurs making money hand over fist, but they didn't focus in on the business that will be in five years. Now, when I go around the country and, and, and speak, you know, I'm thinking, okay, they fly me in, hotel, lodging, shave, shower, go down to the venue, give my 20, 30, 45-minute talk, get back on the plane, go back to class, blah, blah, blah. None of that. I'm in my office right now, in my office, in my house, my study, my entire first floor, in my house is my study, and this is the center of gravity for me. Mm. Here I am seated right here, and where I would stand up and give a speech a year ago, no. I got my webcam on top of a tripod as I stand up, and, you know, I got my suit on. But I'm not wearing the pants to my suit. I got on shorts and flip flops, but from the chest up, oh man, you look you know, you look like a million bucks, man. <laughs> the power and, of and, Zoom. And, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. And so that that you know, that's the critical aspect and it goes back to preparation. So what do you need to do if you're a business person? All right, if you're a business person, number one, if you cannot digitize your business where you can run your business on a smartphone, you're out of the, you're out of the league. You're out of, you're not even in the game. So number one, digitize your business. Number two, you got to make it easy for people to do business with you. Make it easy for people to do business with you. There are 21 different ways to market or sell a product or service. Number one is word of mouth, and number 21 is internet. You've got to look at all 21. Where is the best point of entry for me where I can make it easy for my customers to make contact with me? So, I mean, there are a number of factors that go into preparation, and if you did these, you know, you wouldn't experience nearly the failure. You know, one day this whole pandemic is going to be over with, Jay. This is my third pandemic. Wow. I'm, I'm walking distance to age 70. I can barely remember, but I can vividly remember. In my mind, my mother taking me to the Board of Health, and I might have been four or five years old, but I remember in the Board of Health, and all I remember, two items. Number one, a whole bunch of kids crying and a whole bunch of white coats. Why? We're getting the polio vaccine. Mm-hmm. And I got, the, I got the scar on my arm to prove it, so that was number one. Number two, here comes tuberculosis. And then the Board of Health gave parents a choice. Either you can bring your kids down to the Board of Health and we can vaccinate them, or we will bring doctors and nurses to your son's school and you can vaccinate them in the school. And my parents opted, you're going to get vaccinated in schools. Here I am sitting in class, a little tyke again. You know, teacher calls out my name, and I marched down to the nurse's office. And back then when I was in school, a nurse, school nurse was really a nurse. She had on the white uniform, the white stockings, heavy starch cap, walked there, and I got vaccinated. So that's number two. So why am I sharing this? Look, damn it, one day this will end. That's right. But what won't change is, is the new normal. That won't change. Yeah, the pandemic will end. So what is the new normal? All you got to do is plug in the LinkedIn, and LinkedIn tells you the new normal, the five attributes that you have got to own up to. If you're going to survive in the future and at the top of the list is creativity. 
creativity, man. Mm. The average individual in our society gets five, you know, four to five ideas a year. If they had the guts or courage to chase that dream, we'll make them financially independent. Now is the time to chase that dream. But like Damon John told me, creativity is an idea, but won't do you any good without innovation because innovation is the ability to execute that idea. When I asked Damon John, I said, Damon, if you could do anything different in your life, what would you have done? He said, that's the easiest question in the world. If I were to do it, if I had opportunity to do anything different, number one, I would have taken my butt to college. I would have got my degree in marketing because when I launched my FUBU product, I didn't have the slightest idea what I was doing, and I lost money hand over fist. So I go back and I tell my marketing students, I said, this is what he said about you, and here you are trying to be like him. I got kids all the time, man. I'm about to leave, blah, blah, blah. I said, wait a minute, pump the brakes, my brother. The number one rule of business is to stay in business. Now, you heard what Damon John said. And when Damon John speaks, I listen. Why? Mm-hmm. Because you've got four or five people on Shark Tank. He is second. Damon John is second to Mark Cuban in wealth. And when you've got that kind of power and influence, oh, yeah. exactly right. People, you people listen. Mr. Wonderful is up there. Uh-uh. Mr. Wonderful is looking up at Damon John. Mm. I, I love what you said there uh, towards the end about creativity. Because as I was listening to, to your, your, your incredible wisdom and knowledge, that is obviously it is just is, it's inundated in, in experience. But you mentioned three things that have caught my attention. Number one, how a person can still fail even after they prepare is that they lack creativity. Yep. And, and and they lack the ability to pivot and make adjustments, which is what's happening to a lot of folks today. Right? A lot of business owners today, is, oh, yeah. today haven't pivoted. They have not made the adjustments. Uh, they're like uh, the Titanic of, and not having the ability to turn from the glacier. <laughs> oh, without <laughs> a doubt, man. Without a doubt. And Man, the, you know what? I, you brought that up. I remember I've had several presentations up in Nova Scotia and twice. You know, that's where many of the, the victims, those who died on the Titanic, are buried there. And I mm-hmm. remember they took me on a tour and took me to that graveyard, and it all came back. Man, yeah, because they didn't pivot. And what is pivot? Pivot is maintaining your overall strategy while changing your day-to-day tactics. In other words, the strategy is to do A, B, C, X, Y, Z, one, two, three, but your daily tactics change, and you change your tactics with complete disregard to how much time or money you've invested to date. Because people say, well, hey, it's time to pivot. Man, I can't pivot. I spent all this time, all this money. No, now's the time to pivot. Now, when you look at Fortune 500 and Fortune 1000, what do they have in common? When you look at Fortune 500, well, whether number one is ExxonMobil or Walmart or Amazon, all the way down to number 500, which is big lots, what do they have in common? They pivoted at least one, probably twice, before they hit that list. Well, I'm hoping that a whole bunch of folks that are listening to the show are going to take a page out of that and decide that they are going to, if they're going to have the intention to prepare the right way so they could arrive at a place that they're excited about, that they're proud about, and that they can look back and say, hey, you know, I did it. I mean, I went through some stuff, but I did it. I hope they realize creativity is important, the ability to pivot. You said something earlier. I'm just going to touch on it because you talked about you have to define your purpose. You have to define your purpose. Is, uh, do you see it as a job? Do you see it as a career, as a 9 to 5? I think that's critical because that will fuel the fire of passion to oh, yeah. continue to uh, to prepare and, and face the hard times without throwing in the towel on the preparation. 
so so fantastic fantastic information uh, dr kim we really appreciate you being on the show where could people find out more about you your upcoming projects if they want to uh, get in touch with you my show was heard globally i've got folks that are listening from australia from taiwan obviously here in the states uh, because we do have a listen live feature that anyone can catch the show on air, even though they're not in the Dallas frequency, they can catch the show at any time. Where could people find you to learn more about you and what you can do for them? Yeah, I am all over the map. Um, you can hit me on everything from Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Dr. Dennis Kimbrough on Twitter, LinkedIn. You can go on my website, www.denniskimbrough.com info at denniskimbrough.com and you can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, whatever. My books are available. I've been blessed and if worse comes to worse, you can always contact me through Clark Atlanta University School of Business. Like 50 million of my students and all the students I have taught over the years. Uh, contact any of my students. They know exactly how to reach me. So that's probably the easiest way. When we have another opportunity to have you on the show, which that will be in the next six months, we're going to dive into the book. We didn't have a chance to, t to talk about the mm -hmm. book, but quite frankly, that's a topic that deserves its own two segments. So can you, oh, yeah. can you make a promise to come back, Dr. Kimbrough? I will certainly do that, my brother. Thanks for the opportunity. I love you. Have a great day. You too, my brother. Thanks for being on the show. Folks, okay. we'll be right back. Are your credit scores holding you back, keeping you from the things in life that you deserve, maybe a new car or a new house? My name is Sean Lane, and I'm with FRS Credit. Um, give us a call at 214-856-0068. We're going to do a free credit analysis for you. We're going to review your credit report and determine what's impacting you, and we're going to put a game plan together to help you reach your goals. Contact us today at 214-856-0068. Are your health insurance premiums making your wallet sick? Good news, you have options. Care Insurance has been providing health insurance to thousands of families and business owners over the last 12 years with an average savings of 40% with the same or better benefits. In fact, they guarantee that if they can't give you a better price with better coverage, they'll give you 50 bucks just for getting a quote. So make sure that you reach out to the folks at Care. 1-800-291-5279, affordacareinsurance.com. The Susan G. Komen Dallas Virtual More Than Pink Walk is your opportunity to walk and fundraise on behalf of those affected by breast cancer. People facing breast cancer need us now more than ever. Don't miss the Komen Dallas Virtual More Than Pink Walk on October 24th. The walk brings together an empowered community of hope to raise funds for breast cancer treatment, patient advocacy, and life-saving research. Join your community and register today for the Susan G. Komen Dallas Virtual More Than Pink Walk at komen-dallas.org. Hear this. KLIF News and Information. Here. Whether you start your day the KLIF way or stay in the know with Fox News Radio, TuneIn has the local and national news you want to hear. Download TuneIn from your app store. Listen for free. TuneIn. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Boy, did we have a fantastic segment with Dr. Dennis Kimbrough just now as he was sharing with us the key elements of how you prepare and what it, what it takes really to prepare well enough that you arrive at a great place, whatever that great place looks like for you. He shared with us fantastic insight, and he, he definitely will be back uh, next year to talk more about his book and what he's doing in that arena. But I'm excited about our Business Spotlight segment because as I spoke about earlier, 
preparing for your future financially is so critical. And one of the most important aspects of preparation is in credit and having credit that allows you to go to where you want to go and live the life you want to live and so on and so forth. And and part of our theme of 2021 being a, the year that you begin to thrive again or or continue to thrive is uh, doing the having the making the adjustments that are necessary. One of those adjustments could be your credit and and financially taking responsibility for where you are. So we've got in the studio today Sean Lane. He's the CEO and founder. He's a credit expert of Financial Renovation Solutions, and he's with us today to share his with them. Sean, welcome to the show. All right. Thanks, Jay. I appreciate you having me on today. All right. So, Sean, before we jump into all the, the goodness of what you have to offer uh, our listeners, tell us a little bit about you and your story. Yeah. So, um, I'm uh, originally from California. I met a Texas girl out there 32 years ago, all and right. uh, she stole my heart <laughs> and moved me here. So, uh, Texas is my home. All my kids were, uh, you know, born and raised in Texas, and uh, so they're all off, uh, you know, now having kids of their own and, uh, you know, uh, uh, building their life. And so it's just uh, just my wife and I now and, uh, you know, looking forward to the future with uh, lots of grandkids. I was about to ask you, so you must be looking forward to having some grandbabies, huh? Yeah, we got three right now oh, and uh, I'm sure there'll be more coming. All right. Well, um, Sean, we spoke about preparing financially. And I know that that's your heart. You do tremendous amount of work in that arena. You speak often on that topic. Uh, to get us started in the right direction here, what does your company do that impacts the lifestyles of people? Well, so we help people improve their credit. You know, credit is so very important today. Your credit score, um, I like to call that your adult GPA. It's your grade point average. Just mm. about everything we do in our life, uh, you know, has to do with our credit score, whether it's trying to buy a house or rent a good apartment uh, you know, interest on our auto loans, you know, even our auto insurance and our homeowner's insurance is um, a big part of that underwriting criteria is your credit score. Um, and so uh, credit is very important. When you have low credit scores, you pay more for just about everything. And it, you know, holds you back from your future. You're not able to buy, maybe buy a house. You're not able to save and invest for retirement. So credit is so very important. Walk us through, um, Sean, if, if someone contacts your company and they say, hey, we've got some issues with our credit, how do you begin to help that person? The first question. The second question is, how long does it take for someone to really get their credit back on track? Um, okay, so good question. So when somebody comes to us and they know that maybe they have some credit issues, maybe they've known about these, or maybe um, it was a surprise when they went to try to refinance their mortgage or buy a new house and they found out they had some issues on there. Very first thing we need to do is we need to review their credit report. Okay. So we do that for free. We're going to review their credit report, put a game plan together on how to begin addressing those negative derogatory items that are on their credit report, as well as helping them build positive new credit. You know, um, in credit repair, a lot of that is based on some of the consumer protection laws, such as the Fair Credit Reporting Act, the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. And, you know, basically what those say is that whatever's on your credit report has to be accurate timely reported. It has to be verifiable with the company or the creditor that reported it. Um, it has to be completely reported, 
Uh, it can't be erroneous and misleading. And so that's kind of the area we, we work in when it comes to cleaning up the bad stuff on the credit report. We're going to address those derogatory negative items um, for accuracy and verifiability um, by going to the credit bureaus and trying to get that stuff either reported right or removed from, from the credit report. I can look at anybody's credit report and I'm going to find errors on just about every trade line. It's not going to be accurate. So that's the area you know, that we, that we work in to help clean up the bad stuff, but we don't stop there mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, the bad things, um, you know, the negative reporting affects about a third of your credit score. Um, but there's lots of things we can do on our own to improve our credit score. Um, so we're going to help them also build positive new credit. You know, 30% of our credit score is based on whether or not we have revolving credit. And, uh, you know, it's credit cards. So credit cards are a big factor. You know, credit card debt is bad, but having credit cards and, and high limits on your credit cards is what really, really helps improve your credit score. Those are things we can do on our own, mm -hmm. regardless of what's reported on the credit report. And then lastly, the third thing is we are going to help educate our client on, hey, this is how this stuff works. This is what you need to avoid. Um, and, you know, the number one thing I believe everybody needs to do is to review their credit report. So realistically, in terms of a person who decides I need to get my credit restored, I need to get it repaired, I'm buying a home and they're looking at a house in six months or eight months or they need a new, a new car. Sometimes people come to the table with unrealistic um, ideas, right? They think it's going to happen overnight. What would you tell someone who comes to you and says, hey, I'm buying a house in six months, eight months. Can you do it? Is, is there such a way for someone to have a credit repaired that quickly? Yeah. So, you know, first thing is we don't have to have perfect credit to buy a house. Mm -hmm. uh, we just have to reach that minimum threshold, you know, somewhere in the in the 600s, okay. believe it or not. You know, the okay. best credit score is an 850. So, you know, a lot of our clients come to us in the 500s, which is poor credit. And they leave our program in the high sixes or even 700s, depending on Excellent. their current situation. But credit repair does take time. You know, their credit didn't get damaged overnight, and we can't fix it overnight. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, you know, it can, take, it can take some time. Our program is a maximum of six months long. We won't keep a client longer than six months. Um, because we'll walk through our repair process and most likely get things corrected and deleted. And there'll be some stuff that remains, you know, we're not going to make it perfect, mm -hmm. but through getting those items deleted and helping them build positive credit, we're going to, we're going to really have an impact on, on their credit score. You know, there's things they need to commit to do, obviously, like mm -hmm. no longer pay things late and, you know, take our credit building advice. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, then there's the things that we need to do. You know, we need to be diligent about working on their file and trying to apply the best tactics to get those items verified or removed from the credit report. So, uh, you know, it can take up to six months. You know, um, some clients, they only need a few months. One of the things that causes credit repair to take months as opposed to, you know, it happening more quickly is that whenever we dispute or investigate an item on our credit report, um, the credit bureaus and the creditors have 30 days to perform that investigation and respond back. So, uh, you know, it does take some time. Um, we'll do that process as many as six times over six months. But the very first thing we need to do, we need to re review their credit report. But, you know, because 
depending on what's on their report, it might not be the right time. We might need to just give them, you know, give that client, here's some advice, go do this for the next few months, Mm -hmm. get your house in order, and then come back to us. So where could people find, Sean, your company, where could they find you? Because we can have a conversation here for hours that I'm sure tons of people are asking questions. Where could they find you to speak with you directly? So they can, number one, go to our website, which is frscredit.com. So that's like financial renovation solutions, frscredit.com. They can call us, 214-856-0068. They can find us on, you know, all the social media platforms, you know, at frscredit. Well, guys, if you want to have a great 2021 and credit as a challenge, I encourage you to call Sean. They do great work, and that's why they're on the show. Sean, thanks for being on the show. All right. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode is in the bag. I hope you had a chance to learn something today from Dr. Dennis Kimbrough and our guest, Sean Lane. Folks, if you're intent on thriving in 2021, then be prepared for success. I can't, uh, I can't extenuate that enough. We'll see you guys next week. Have a thriving week, everyone.